1: Hey folks, welcome into Aunt Waveland, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. The Chicago Cubs wrapped up their seven-game West Coast road trip, and although it uh, structurally played out in an interesting way, they wound up at that three and four mark that I remember we recorded last week, and we said, uh, going to be virtually impossible to win this, this road trip, so to speak, but if they could go three and four you'd be pretty darn happy about that. And they did. I think um it was interesting and compelling to me that it went three straight losses to the Giants to open it, then one win to sort of salvage that series, and then they dropped the opener in San Diego and win the next two to win that series and to take the road trip to, to three and four. So like just from a from a the highest level laziest narrative perspective, it's just like, okay, cool. That was good. They did good. That's all I got. Well, it, so for
2: a few things stood out to me. I, after Monday's loss. Oh, was, wait.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I am Brett Taylor. Oh, it is You are Sahadev Sharma. That's Patrick Mooney. <laughs> This is on to Waveland. It's a comes podcast. Most of you probably already knew all of those things, but you never know. You don't want that like one or two new listeners coming on and they're like, oh my gosh, and these assholes didn't even say who they are. I don't even know what this podcast is. is They just immediately started talking about it. Don't you know who I am? (laughs) I mean, that's true. They should just know this voice. Yeah. Uh, All right. Now you may proceed.
2: (laughs) After uh, honestly, I think when you drop the first two in San Francisco, that to me was – I think the first two weren't – like, Gaussman was Saturday, right? So the first two in San Francisco, that concerned me immediately because I was like, well, they're going to lose three unless something weird happens because Gaussman is just going to shut them down. And he did. And then I had a similar feeling on Monday after they lost that one. I was like, you really – you don't want – this is just – Bad setting a bad tone because now you don't have the pitching advantage in either one. I was concerned that Darvish was after the first time to the lineup. I was like, yep, they're done. They the, the Padres scored a run. They lost this series. I guess taking two of the seven in the, in the on the road trip works. You'll take that that they got three that they I, I really thought after Monday it was going to be a one and six road trip. They were going to come back home and and, you know, have to kind of clean up here against St. Louis. I, I got to give them credit. They continue to prove me wrong, at least, because I did not expect that. They got the pitching they needed. They got enough offense. Uh, the offense has gotten a little too home run reliant, in my opinion, over the last 10 games or so. Uh, but but they're doing what they need to do right now. And it's going to be a slog with all these injuries. I mean, it, yeah, they, they need I, they kind of need to be home run reliant right now because Duffy's gone. Horner's gone this is what their team is, right? Eric Zogard's hitting, what, like a buck 50, it feels like. Probably higher than that, but that's what it feels like. And uh, you just kind of have to rely on the long ball because that's how, that's who's healthy and that's who's performing, the guys that hit homers. So they're doing what they need to do. And I I got to say, like, they they keep every step of the way. They're like, oh, wait, they're not completely falling apart. There's still plenty of June left for that to happen, I guess. But but they're... They, they're proving that they aren't going anywhere just
3: yet. So this week, Major League Baseball and the Players Association signed off on media members coming back onto the field. So before Wednesday's game, there's this young security guard there, and he looked up at the big scoreboard in left field and had the lineups posted. And he goes, no Javi Baez, I'm going home, which obviously showed uh, Javi's star power. But then I kept looking at the lineup. It's like, okay, day off for Wilson Contreras, day off for Chris Bryant. Like, this is not even... This is, like, kind of barely, like, a spring training lineup, and then you see they're going against Darvish, and it's, what, like, nine up, nine down to three innings. And I was honestly paying attention mostly for, like, no-hitter watch, partly because of, like, today's baseball environment where no-hitters happen all the time, but just, like, seeing Darvish, seeing this lineup, and then... You know, Jock Peterson gets a big home run. They're able to manufacture another. And then, you know, we've seen this all year. Once they get a lead, they know what to do with it. I mean, they can kind of work backwards from Kimbrel. Uh, They close out games. A nice bounce-back start for Jake Arrieta. And I do think, you know, in my opinion, in talking to Ross and kind of hearing what the players have to say, asking a few questions like – we kind of have to take this team for what it is right now and like maybe they will fall apart in the end but we've been given no indications that they're going to that it's being kind of unnecessarily pessimistic like we're not blind to some of the issues with the starting pitching but there's a lot of really strong core elements to this group and that i think you have to take them as you know a first place team that's heading into a Wrigley field that's going to be operating at hundred percent capacity. Like this idea that they, I think we've, that they have to sell is absurd. The idea that they're going to sell is extremely, extremely unlikely. And then in that case, it's, you know, how far do they want to go uh, pushing in for this season? Because as Ross said, you know, he feels like they're operating at maybe 70% capacity in terms of like an everyday lineup. And you're never going to get to hundred percent. You know, that's not really how baseball works. And particularly this you know unique season, but they're in a really good spot right now, and I and I think you know you, you have to look at how they played against teams like the Padres. I mean, they're they're in the thick of it. They're among the National League's you know, best teams at this point, like period.
1: Yeah, I think that the um, you wrote something. I don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday that um, tapped into a lot of what David Ross had said this week about sort of. Um, you you referenced the comments that Theo Epstein made a few years ago, that 2017 season, how close the Cubs came to selling um, in July, like right before they ended up, or excuse me, right after they had acquired Jose Quintana. They sort of went into a space where it was like, I don't know, it might make more sense to sell. And um, it was just right in that border zone. And it's like, well, what's going to happen this time if we're looking at that? And I, I really dug... Uh, both how you framed it and what David Ross had to say, which is like, hey, can you just give us a chance? You know, it's like we've got guys who are performing. We're not even at full capacity. Uh, Again, we got to somehow we got to cut that out of our vernacular of saying because it it keeps overlapping in my mind with like attendance capacity. We're not at full strength right (laughs) now. Um, And uh, so it's like of course we should be thinking about not selling and thinking about adding because this is like this is a it makes it made me remember the duality of this team that we talked about maybe a couple of pods ago. That on the one hand, because you have so many free agents that are creating value right now, that you might not want to lose them for nothing after the season, so you've you've got to make moves. But at the same time, it's like yeah, but you have them for one more season, so maybe you just give these guys a chance to play a full one sixty two with the new people in charge, with a new manager with uh, guys just really balling out and and you see what happens. And I just, I thought that was a, an important way to remind us that, you know, this season matters too. And it can't all be about what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next. What's going to happen next. Um, Because for as nice as it's been to see a competitive Cubs team, basically every year going back to 2015, uh, it isn't that hard to remember that these seasons are not, every year you know it isn't every year that you have a team that you say well they've got warts but they're winning they're in first place they can compete um and so you know we'll get into i want to talk more about the rotation in a moment but uh but yeah i just wanted to to pause on that and hesitate on that that there's there's nothing wrong with saying you know what maybe this year isn't going to get to be about building for the future sorry they're good so that's just the way it's going to be just uh, one quick one
3: quick thing, sort of, just for context of like how that kind of unfolded. Like Ross spoke with a small group of us in San Diego, and so we were kind of if you've seen David Ross like on pre and post game shows, like just recorded videos off of Zoom, like it's just a totally different dynamic, and it's hard to like have those back and forth. So I think um, you know our friend Gordon Whitmire had referenced the Theo you know, one bad week or one bad series away from blowing it up. And I think everyone was kind of taken aback by how... And Ross said this with a laugh. Well, the one thing I would say is, guess who doesn't work here anymore? Like, and started chuckling. And then, you know, he said about, you know, making this a harder decision on the front office and impacting their thought process. And that's when I had said, you know, haven't you already done that? I mean, just the record itself... Um, just the eyeball test against you know really good teams, this depth that we really hadn't seen for a while, and really didn't anticipate. And then Wrigley Field you know, reopening this summer, like taking all that together, it is a, a fundamentally different proposition that we all thought the moment that they traded Darvish to San Diego.
2: Yeah, I, you kind of hit on it right there. What I, this is, I always feel like. Part of the the calculus that needs to be uh, used to figure out if they're buying, selling, standing pad at the deadline is remembering what's happened in the past few years uh, when they w- did push in and then and then things kind of fell apart in September. And every single time, it seems like it was there – were, there were two things, right? 19 was mostly high leverage moments. Kim- Kimbrell wasn't himself. Uh, And it was just a couple guys on the offense. I think the offense was pretty banged up, but Schwarber and Castellanos were kind of carrying them in 19. But for the most part, the offense has been the culprit during these struggles. When, When this team hasn't looked right, or it hasn't been good enough, it's been the offense. And I feel like this year, we're starting to see those aspects that we haven't seen and that we've been craving for years now. You have the stars, some of them are producing at different times, which is how baseball works. Not all of them are going to click at the same time, right? Uh, And then you have this depth that's stepping up, whether it's Wisdom, whether it's Alcantara, whether it's Duffy, Nico, everybody is, is stepping up at different times, no matter the injury. And I think that that just makes it really hard to say it's the same thing, and it's the same issues are going to pop up again. Issues are going to pop up. Something's going to uh, make us say this team is deeply flawed. I mean, we know what that is right now. We're seeing it with the starting rotation, but you cannot point to it and say it's the same old thing. And don't be blinded by this because the same issues will pop up. Those same issues seem to have been addressed. Uh, there are different issues right now, and we need to talk. We can talk about those, but we can't just say default to we know what happens with this team we've seen it over and over again i like i'm trying to rid myself of that my as someone that's followed this team and been tricked by them in july's past and and trusted that because we saw 2016 that they could refine that magic this is different than all of that this is different than 2016 this is just a different group right now and i i think we need to, I'm going to say it over and over again, we need to see how they continue to do in June. But right now, what they've done so far has shown us that this is a group that can persevere, that has different ways to win games. Uh, and and right now, there's just one big flaw that if they can address in you know creative ways, it may not be as big of an issue, especially the way starting pitching is across baseball. It's just a different beast. You don't need to go out and get you, Darvish, or, or Max Scherzer to, to win a World Series anymore. You just, you don't. That's not how it works anymore. You'd love it. That'd be great. But you don't, That that's not the only way to success any, anymore.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: Well, and that sets up a good conversation about this series against the Padres because it was, in a lot of ways, um, it. I wouldn't say that it was emblematic of the rotation and the struggles the Cubs have faced this year in the rotation, but it, it sort of touched in every game on that conversation because you had Albert Alzulai opening the series, being the one or one of two guys who could you know, take over a start, give you six or seven innings, really look dominant, and he struggled mightily out of the gate now we we later learned he's dealing with a blister issue that um undoubtedly was affecting his his command and then we saw the velocity dip late in that outing, and it just it was you know i'll I'll take for today that it's just a throwaway. He goes on IL, blisters going to heal up, gives him a little extra rest time. You know, that, that doesn't concern me all that much. Um, But it was a reminder that even, even your guy that you point to and you say, ah, but he can give us six or seven innings that are really dominant. I mean, they can have imploded outings too. And we've seen it with Kyle Hendricks. And then you had, um, and it was funny in the context of that road trip, because then you're looking ahead and you're like, okay, Zach Davies has been very uneven. And then Jake Arietta is going to be facing you, Darvish. Oh, my Lord, you know, this is not going to go well. And and then each of Davies and Arietta gave you the best realistic version of what they can do, you know, which is five-ish innings, hold the other team down enough to bridge you to the the really strong part of your bullpen. And it, it's not, it wouldn't be reasonable to say like, oh, yeah, that's that's what we can expect from these guys. So actually the rotation is not this concerning as we thought. It's more just a reminder uh, that, oh yeah, you are going to get these sometimes and you're going to get these against good teams sometimes. And so it isn't that the rotation, it, it isn't to say that the rotation isn't still the area that needs addressing. It's just that the Cubs, it, it, it alone doesn't have to mean that the Cubs fall apart for June and July because it might be passable enough to, for them to, for the bullpen to continue succeed, and then, as David Ross said, for them to get healthy and, and maybe improve even more positionally from here.
3: Yeah, Rizzo had a good line uh, the other night saying how um, you know, players opposing players get to first base and they're like, where did you find this Nance guy? Like, you know, he is, you know, nasty. And, like, there are these kind of collection of unknowns and cast offs that the cubs have cobbled together here that you know gives them confidence that they can i think ross said something like you know be like a real team that lasts the journey or something like that and um you know in terms of i think culture and chemistry are buzzwords that can be overrated but when you listen to players like Patrick wisdom describe kind of the atmosphere that they're walking into and um, you know, how players make them feel welcome and kind of the environment that allows them to be themselves and an expectation of winning every night. Like that's, it's hard to create. And I think, um, you know, at within the Wrigley field offices, they have to realize that and that, the path that we all assume that they'd want to go on um, just looks completely un- untenable to me that, you know, if you're the president of baseball operations, your job is to make the owner look good and to make the owner more money. So like, how is Jed going to walk into Tom Ricketts office and be like, you know, look, Tom, we're in first place, but like, you know, people still talk about the white, the white Sox white flag trade, that happened, like, the year Nico Horner was born. Like, you know, is that what you want on your kind of permanent record? And, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun team, I think, in terms of, like, covering it because it's just something different. I think Sahadev can speak to that of just, like, you know, at our company, we we see lots of, like, metrics and we read, you know, pretty much all the comments on our stories and, you know <laughs> – I don't think we wrote the exact same story every time, but there were certainly common themes that some frustrated Cubs fans would point out repeatedly on Twitter and in our comment section. And it's just kind of nice to talk to people who you've you know, never met before and don't really know their stories and to start kind of digging in on that. And I think in terms of like an engagement level as like the Cubs as a business, I, I think it's a sound strategy to like kind of – roll the dice here and see what you got because it, once you start taking away certain pieces, um, I think it, you know, it, it could fall apart quicker than maybe we, we'd even think.
2: Yeah. I mean, any of the fans that go to the default, like this team can't put the ball in play. They strike out too much. The bullpen stinks. Craig Kimbrell's washed. Like you can't go to your defaults anymore. The only default that uh, Cubs fans can go to right now is, you know, Jason Hayward grounding out to second base—that's the one that they'll they'll pounce on, and they'll pounce on till that contract ends. Every single ground ball to second base, we'll we'll hear about it. But like I said, I think I said last podcast, or I may have said it on a radio spot. I think he'll eventually have a hot streak here. But as long as he can get healthy, stay healthy, and, and find his rhythm, but it's a different team, it's a different group. It's it's they're going about their business and. Uh, I shouldn't say they're going about. They're going about their business in the same way. Kind of what Patrick talked about there, how they're, they're they've, they've established this winning culture, welcoming new guys uh, or welcoming new guys with open arms. Uh, it reminded me of when I went into that Giants clubhouse back in two thousand fifteen ish, right, like towards the end of their little run there, where guys were just the young guys were expected to win, they show up and win. This there isn't, you know. Um, all the hazing of young guys is long past, right? That's a, that's a different culture. That's a different era of, of sports, I think, hopefully for the most part, but it's, it's not even like an easing in of get ready. You know, uh, you're, you're coming off the bench every once in a while. If you fail, that's okay. No time to win. It's that's what, that's what you guys all have come here to do. You're prepared to win and you have to come up and, and kind of, you have to show up right away and produce It, for once in a very long time, it feels like everybody not, uh, you know, heralded uh, prospects. They're all coming up and they're delivering. They're performing, whether it's Alcantara, Wisdom, Nance, Steele, Thompson. I mean, that's a long list of, of players who many of us uh, didn't expect or barely had heard of or weren't really looking for coming into the season. Uh that are impacting this team in a significant fashion. And it's completely changed the outlook for everything. Uh, it, it just is a very different feel and a very different team. And, and uh, we'll see, you know, I, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, as Ross talks about, like, as they get healthy, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to have difficult decisions to make, but you got to love that as raw, like for Ross and Hoyer, they got to love those decisions in a sense. Like, how do we play these guys? Who, who do we play and where, Because they have a lot of options right now. That hasn't always been the case.
1: Yeah, I'm sure right now they're just hoping they get a chance to make those decisions, right? Because as soon as you start thinking about, well, okay, we really want to get Alcantara in there every day. And, you know, we had this conversation last week and I'm like, hey, guys, why isn't he starting every day? Boom, Javi gets hurt. And it's like, oh, see, he's starting every day now. It's like, all right, well, that's that's not quite what I meant. Um, but, uh, you know, cheers for him to hitting his first home run with the Cubs. I was a little bummed that he had homered uh, last year with the Tigers because it, it feels very artificial to me. You know, it, it, I want him to be like a, a complete Cubs thing. And it comes up, it's like his first career home run. And, boy, he really broke out with the Cubs. And, you know, it's all right. It's, it's good enough. Um, and he will uh he will, I am going to speculate now that as presumably Javi comes back for this weekend's series against the Cardinals, I have a I have a feeling we're, we're probably still going to see Alcantara in the lineup pretty regularly. Maybe, I think, like maybe we've finally crossed that threshold. You know, when, when Ian Happ is starting at second base as a fill-in, I think perhaps it's time that second base is now available to someone like Alcantara when Javi Baez is, is uh, healthy again. And, um, you know, like you said, uh, Sahade, from there as guys continue to get healthy, it's just, I, I too hope they get to make these decisions. Cause I think that's going to be a fascinating piece of this. Like when Matt Duffy's back and he's doing all the on field work now, so he's got to be real close to a rehab assignment. Uh, what happens then? You're not going to sit Patrick Wisdom right now. You're not sitting Chris Bryant. So it would seem you're either sitting Duffy or you're sitting Jason Hayward or uh, you're trying to coordinate someone else in the outfield. And um, I love that. I I I can you squeeze Matt um, Duffy
2: into second base? When was the last time he played second base? um,
1: He had so you know uh, in spring training I kept trying to like think of a way, especially when it was like late in spring training and he was sticking around. I'm like, well, maybe he's getting consideration at second base, and you know. He could probably do it, but it, it's been a long time. Yeah. I, I was surprised at how little he had actually played at second base competitively at the highest level. But yeah, maybe squeeze him in there a bit. And I think that, um, you know, good teams. It, so the the very best teams, they have that kind we've talked about this before, they have that kind of depth where it's like, how the hell do we play all these guys? It's usually prospects. You know, it's usually like youngsters where it's like, well, we want this guy to sort of be... The guy, But we have these really great veterans and like, how do we make this happen? And you just end up with this crazy great bench. And that's what we saw in 2016 with the Cubs 2015 2016. Uh, We haven't seen that since. And I'm not saying that this will be that good of a group, but it does feel like it it could quickly be a group where it's like everyone on the bench is a had become someone that we were thinking was a starter. Um, So yeah, I really hope that becomes a thing soon. Uh, all right. Cardinals coming to Wrigley full capacity in attendance there at Wrigley for this weekend. And, um, we'll see what the Cubs do with the rotation with Alzelay out with Trevor Williams, still not quite back yet uh, from the appendectomy procedure. Uh, obviously Cole Stewart was optioned out and then recalled a day later. I think Mooney indicated that, uh, you know, he never actually left the West coast. It was just sort of, all right, we're optioning you down. Go stand in that corner for a few minutes while we figure <laughs> out if we're going to need you back. And uh, he will presumably take a start. Alec Mills has since come back, although he um, he, he looked like he was going to be more in that swing role again still. And so I don't know that he's going to take a fill-in start if the Cubs need one. Um, and then today's off day buys some flexibility too. So I think there are still some open questions about how the Cubs will handle the rotation this weekend. But um, certainly, however it's done, it's going to stick with the formula we've seen. They're going to lean heavily on the bullpen, particularly when they get an early lead and uh, just rely on the the parade of guys filling in offensively to, to put up the runs. So that's all I've got for you folks. Uh, we will be back with you early next week to break down that series and see if the Cubs uh, have been able to hold on to first place. I'm doing the mental check every day when I check the calendar. You know, it's the fatalist in me that we're trying to avoid, but it's like, okay, June 10th, they're in first place on June 10th. Is, is that the last day of the calendar year that we'll be able to say that? And We'll check <laughs> back in on what, June 14th, I guess, will be the next time we'll be <laughs> back at you folks. But uh, we thank you so much for listening. This is On to Waveland. It is the Cubs podcast at The Athletic. You can always listen at The Athletic or you can get us wherever you get your podcasts. I am Brett Taylor. That's Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney. We love doing this. We love hearing from you. Shoot us an email if you like. We are at WavelandAthletic at gmail.com. Nailed it. And uh, we will get into your email soon. Uh, Thanks. All right. Take care. Have a great weekend, everyone.